This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. They're potentially lurking in grasslands and forests across several provinces, prepared to cause devastation, eating and digging their way through crops and gardens, and could even wind up in our cities. Wild hogs are a growing problem in Canada, especially on the prairies, where they've become an invasive species. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. Tyler Dawson, National Post reporter and producer of this podcast, joins me to discuss how wild hogs have thrived here, why they're such a pesky animal to deal with, and why our neighbors to the south are worried about a porcine invasion. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, we're even on Amazon Music now. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about the show. So Tyler, I've seen a lot of headlines of late about wild hogs in Canada, both nationally in uh, other papers, our, the National Post, also our colleagues at the Edmonton Journal and elsewhere. However, Canada isn't necessarily a country known for having wild pigs, and we can talk about what the issue is with them in a little bit. But first, how did these animals originate here? So they are basically descendants of Eurasian boars. And there was a real push in sort of the 80s and 90s to diversify the meat stock in Canada. So, so these animals were brought over and ranchers and farmers had them in their sort of uh, stables, I guess. And they were, you know, marketing this meat. Um, and there was also sort of the other side of it, which is sort of hunting operations. But, but primarily this was to diversify the feed, the food stock sort of situation. Um, and the, the, and so there is like 36,000 of those boars that were brought to Canada at the, at the time, but the market for boar meat just it collapsed around 2001. And so the current gang of wild pigs are descendants of those Eurasian boars. Um, they're perhaps domestic pigs and they're hybrids of the two. And so when this market collapsed, um, you know, there'd been escapes of pigs over the years. And then a lot of pig farmers just let their boars out into the wild. Um, and that's sort of the root of this problem. And, and so they go from being, uh, I guess, kind of the next big hope in the meat industry to essentially becoming a pest. And what happens when you let a bunch of pigs go free? How do we go from having a farm animal to a pest? Yeah, so they are extremely adaptable. Um, they have a really high reproduction rate. Um, they can eat pretty much anything. And so, and, and they have sort of very few natural predators um, because they're big and heavy. So that's sort of the, the root of the problem is, is that they get out, they'll eat anything so they can survive in a lot of places. And then they have a really, really high reproduction rate. So the population really, really explodes. So, so that's how, and then they're also incredibly ecologically destructive because they will eat pretty much everything. Um, so that's really how you have escaped pigs turn into like this, this environmental catastrophe. They've taken hold kind of in, in various provinces in the country, I imagine because they're so adaptable, where have they gotten uh, a hoof hold as it were? 
<laughs> fold. Um, pretty much everywhere. I believe the Maritimes doesn't have any. There have been a few sightings in Ontario. The bulk of them are sort of in Manitoba and Saskatchewan, and there are some in Alberta as well. And But they have a pretty pretty wide sort of range. But yeah, they're, they're mainly in sort of the prairie provinces. Now, a lot of people may be thinking, you know, these are just pigs. You know, they're they're different than the kind of pigs you may see on a traditional pork farm, but they're just pigs. Why are they so invasive and destructive? Is it just that they'll eat everything or, or how else do they impact their environment? Yeah, they do. So one of the big concerns is that they might spread um, sort of a swine fever that could have a real impact on the actual domestic meat market. But, but they're, yeah, I mean, they're destructive because they'll eat anything. They sort of dig up the ground. Um, they'll even eat meat, like they'll eat um, ducklings and things like that in the spring. And they'll eat crops. So so they, they cause a lot of sort of direct environmental damage through the digging and foraging and stuff that they do. But they also have an impact on other animal species and domestic sort of crop harvests as well. And, and the U.S. has some predictions about it. And I, I'm blanking a little bit on the, the number, but the U.S. puts it at, I think, hundreds of millions of dollars in economic damage every year from, from the crop destruction and things like that from these pigs. Now, you're, you're talking about Canada here. You're talking about the prairies. It gets really cold here for a large chunk of the year. Like, are they susceptible to the elements? Doesn't the cold kill them off? Uh, no, that was one of the hopes sort of in the beginning of this, that the, the winter might kill them off, but they're big, you know, they weigh between 120 and 250 pounds and they're quite hairy. And so they're well insulated to survive the Canadian winters. And they also sort of burrow into these things called pigloos, um, which are, you know, piles of sort of rushes and snow, these sort of burrows that they dig, they dig into to, to sort of wait out the winter. Um, so they are quite well adapted actually to surviving the cold weather. Um, you know, you would maybe see that start to affect them if they moved further north perhaps, but um, no, they seem to be quite quite able to to survive the cold Canadian winters. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Now in Canada, it appears for the most part, they're confined to rural areas, but in Europe, there are reports of encounters with wild pigs in cities, you know, even major, major centers like Rome. Is there a concern about that happening here? And, and are Canadian officials doing anything to try and prevent it from happening? Yes, um, there are concerns about that happening here. Um, our colleague at the Edmonton Journal, Lauren Boothby, reported recently that Edmonton was sort of considering a, a pig plan. Um, and Edmonton has actually seen wild pigs in the city before, um, about 25 years ago. And and so it, it is a concern because while they are sort of circulating around cities in a city like Edmonton that has considerable green space running through it, they can get into sort of that River Valley corridor and could establish a presence. Um, 
you know, we've seen all sorts of animals end up in the river valley over the years, whether that's cougars and things like that. So, so it's a, a realistic possibility that this could happen. And so the strategies to deal with them are really in terms of identifying and tracking and eliminating. And when you asked a little bit earlier about one of the reasons why they're so destructive, what I didn't mention is that they're also quite smart. And, and so that makes them very, very hard to exterminate. These pigs live in a community called a sounder. And when you are going to exterminate this pest, you can't really just pick one of them off because they will learn from that experience and not be trapped in the same way again, or learn to fear humans or fear gunshots, things like that. So, so when, when it comes to extermination, you need to sort of eliminate this entire group of pigs, this entire family of pigs all at once, um, or else they just become even wilier and cause even more problems. So when it comes to the city's plan for for sort of identifying and eliminating, you know, that would be identifying them, um, having a reporting mechanism for sightings, and then having a mechanism to have um, police or fish and wildlife officers respond to try and exterminate them before they could get a foothold. Mm-hmm. Because in a in a city like you mentioned, Edmonton, I mean, a lot of Canadian cities are built around rivers, and they do have a considerable amount of parkland. Like they could devastate uh, and kind of infiltrate these kind of lush parklands that were that Canadian citizens are all very used to uh, enjoying on a recreational level. Yeah, exactly. And you know, presumably there's also some concerns about them displacing um, local species. You know, you you would perhaps worry about your dog getting in a fight with a colossal ferocious hybrid pig creature while you're out for a run or something. So there's, there's, I think a handful of reasons anyways, to be concerned about this. Now our pig problem is potentially our neighbor's pig problem. The U S has kind of raised a red flag about the issue that's happening in the Canadian prairies. Why are people south of the border worried? Like don't, the U.S. have their own kind of wild pig population, and and why would states be more worried about Canada as opposed to the pigs in their backyard? Yeah, so there are a lot of wild pigs in the United States, um, and they were sort of brought over for similar reasons in, but quite a bit longer ago than in Canada. And if I recall correctly, the bulk of them were sort of in Texas and California, and they have been sort of migrating northward. And so, sort of border states, Colorado, for example, down there. Not a, not a Canadian border state, but but bordering areas that also have pigs have strategies to, to keep them from sort of coming up from the south. and but but you have a series of border states along the Canadian border, um, Wyoming, North Dakota, Idaho, Washington State, Montana that have all sort of raised concerns that pigs might come from the north. So so yes, there is this domestic concern in the United States, um, but there is a concern as well that pigs might be coming from Saskatchewan and Manitoba. And, and there have been sightings within a few miles of the U.S. border of these pigs. So there's a whole infrastructure down there for dealing with this um, reporting mechanisms, for example, so that the, that the state can investigate them if there are sightings. And, and they don't seem to have really made that incursion across the border yet, but that doesn't mean that uh, state officials aren't on the lookout for it and concerned about it. I know you mentioned earlier that you know when you're trying to deal with these sounders of wild hogs that you kind of have to deal with the whole of them at once because they can they can learn and adapt so how do wildlife officials feel these pigs can be dealt with or even if not wildlife officials like experts on on wild hogs are are we able to hunt or trap our way out of the problem have we tried that previously i know you mentioned in in alberta in edmonton there were some pigs in seen in the city 
about 25 years ago. And I believe kind of in the intervening years, places kind of North and West of Edmonton, like, has there been success in Canada in dealing with some of these populations? Um, it, in isolated sort of spots, I think would be fair to say, um, there has not been a super successful concerted effort to really, really reduce the overall population in terms of how it's done. One of the funny things about doing journalism in Canada is it's a lot easier to get Americans to talk about these things. And so I did talk a couple of years ago to a guy from Texas who walked me through how they do it. And they basically set traps. They, they set these sort of pens with bait food and leave them for a period of time until the pigs get used to them and then come in and then they can sort of trap them all and uh, kill them all. And they often also in, in the US will shoot them from helicopters, for example, to eliminate um, large groups from the air. But the, the point is, you know, you can't really hunt your way out of this problem. Um, there's sort of too many of them. They're too dispersed. You know, if you, you're not likely to eliminate the entire sounder if you're just a, a recreational hunter. And so Alberta did actually have a bounty program um, on ears. So if you killed a wild boar and you brought its ears in, you could collect a bounty. But I, I don't believe anyone collected a bounty for the period of time that the program was running over the last two or three years. And I believe also that program is coming to an end. So I think we could say with some confidence that it wasn't a resounding success. I know one of the things when you're talking about kind of dealing with preventing some cross-border pig invasion, um, that this there's this notion of, of some people saying, well, we need to do our best to try and make sure there's a no pig zone near the border to prevent kind of this. Is, is, that, a, is that possible or is the fact that these animals are smart, voracious eaters, prolific reproducers, does that make the entire notion just kind of a, a non-starter? I, I get the sense that the experts believe that that is actually possible. It just requires commitment and um, effort put into actually doing it and and sort of a coordinated response across jurisdictions because that's also part of the, the issue here is we don't, we don't work super well across various provinces and, and with the states and things like that. So it, it is possible, um, from what I gather, it, it would just require a considerable degree of planning and coordination and communication to make happen. Well, that certainly is a fascinating uh, topic, Tyler. Um, curious to see how uh, Edmonton's pig plan goes and, and whether uh, these animals will get a foothold uh, further in Canada. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Ten three is produced by Tyler Dawson. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Tyler Dawson. You can read more from him at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.